0: Welcome to the Shout Me Loud podcast, a podcast for bloggers about blogging, making money online, WordPress, SEO, and much, much more. Now, here's your host, Harsh Agrawal.
1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Shout Me Loud, and today I have Syed Balkhi, and you might know Syed from his popular blog WP Bigners and from some of his products like Optin Monster, WP Farms, and today we are going to talk a lot about how you can scale up your blogging career and add more value to your readers, and more important to your own life. Hey Syed. Hey. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Arch. How are you doing? Doing good. How is the Planet Summit treating you?
0: Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. <laughs> all, right,
1: all right. So walk me through your time when you started WP Beginners and what was it like?
0: Uh, when, I, when I started WP Beginner at first, it was a resource for my own clients because I was in the services space uh, and they were asking me all sorts of questions. How do you do this? How do you do that? And, you know, we're creating tutorials to answer those questions rather than sending emails, you know, with detailed responses. Um, and that that was it you know it was it was solving a problem that we had in our own company
1: right so one solution for but then you are helping many others as at the same time
0: and yeah and that that was the coincidence like you know a byproduct of it a lot of other developer friends of mine like oh my god you have really good resources i'm going to start sending my clients your way and just it just started spreading by word of mouth because we were solving a problem mm-hmm. and other agencies started using our block process resources because it was saving them time other people started you know sharing their tutorials um with their friends mm-hmm. and uh and then i said well you know this series uh, started creating more content not just like you know questions that our users were asking but Questions people were asking on Twitter and doing more research and. So I think
1: like it, it took you about three to four years to make big, WP Bigness as one of the biggest blog in WordPress industry.
0: I think it was less. It was less than that because we started on in July fourth of two thousand nine, and by two thousand ten we were the largest site because you see before us all the sites in the WordPress space were started by developers for developers. Right. So there was nothing you know at a caliber. That was built for users, Like Somebody um, who
1: basically explained everything.
0: Exactly. Uh, so you know, we were largest by default, I guess, right. <laughs> because there was nothing else out there. Uh, so it didn't it didn't take us very long. Um, in the early days, uh, I I was fortunate enough to ha- get some of my articles on the front page of Dig Wow! So
1: within
0: the, within the first three months, we were doing over thirty thousand.
1: Uh, how much traffic were you getting with every Dig front page?
0: Uh, Depended uh, on the day, usually it could go up to eighty thousand uh, unique visitors wow. on on a, on a front page, which was qu- quite exciting.
1: I think people would kill for that kind of number. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> they went away. Those were really
1: good days. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, said from WP Beginners, then you started the first product was what Optin Monster. Uh,
0: we had several free plugins like Floating Social Bar. We launched before Optin Monster, but Optin Monster was the first paid product that we did on WP Beginner. Right.
1: So. How did you switch? Like you were carrying on your blogging and Mm. then created a product. Mm. And then how did you like made all the switch and carried on blogging along with the product? Uh,
0: Well, so again, this was also solving our own problems. Before Optin Monster, there were several pop up plugins, but they were slow. They were buggy, didn't have all the features kind of annoying, you know. Um, So we built a solution for ourselves. And then everybody, all the readers started asking, um, hey, which pop up are you using? And, you know, I'm sure you experience that a lot. People want to know, hey, which plugin are you using to do this? We, you know, I had the same experience and I'm like, I'm using a custom code that we wrote and like, well, can you release it? And I turned that into a, into a plugin to sell. But, uh, but the neat part about, about the transition was I couldn't have created a product business without the blog, but without the blog, I couldn't have done it. Right. Like all the users were there. So that
1: brought me to this question. I've seen like, you know, most of the bloggers who create products, Eventually, they just jump into the product and they leave their blog behind. Mm -hmm. Is that the right way to go ahead or what is your advice for them?
0: Um, I don't think that's the right way to do it Uh, because your blog is your media. Everybody would kill to have a media platform that you can use to continuously attract new users and then route them through um, the funnel to your product or products. You know, imagine if I had left WP Beginner at that point and just focus all on OptinMonster. monster i would have only had one product right but by keeping wp beginner by surveying our audience asking them what their what problems they were having we were able to create numerous products right like Envira gallery or, or acquisition of soliloquy or wp forms last year acquisition of monster insight so by keeping that media, allowed us to stay in touch with our users, um, continue building trust, continue attracting more people. And so and
1: Sales and everything was coming absolutely,
0: along. Absolutely, yeah, I wouldn't have done it the other way.
1: Right, we'll come back to your product thing, but mm-hmm. before that, I have this question. I remember once you mentioned that, uh, let's say you have a product, and if you have to run an affiliate program, instead of integrating your own affiliate program using Tune or has offers, mm-hmm. rather use affiliate marketplace like ShareASale or ClickBank. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is that?
0: Um, I think when you're running your own affiliate program, let's say using a plugin, like w- there's tons of WordPress affiliate plugins, right, that you can set up on your own membership site, it's very easy to game those. Okay. Um, they don't have the right amount of fraud detection set up. So, like, I remember I was promoting a product and they were using a buggy software. So, for every sale I recommend, I got two times the commission. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was great while I was a blogger, but it's not so great when you are the product owner. So when you use a company like a share Sale or Impact Radius, that's their business. You know, they have to be really, really good at it. And they are really good at it. They have the right measures for tracking. They have the right measures for fraud detection, fraud prevention. And more importantly, they have a network. Like, you know, ShareSale has, what, 100,000 publishers in right. their network. So that's automatic access to all that.
1: Right. So at the same time, you're saying like, you know, on the self-hosted platform, there is like a lot of improvement needed to be there, especially yes. in terms of, uh, Fraud detection, but also there's overhead,
0: right? You are, you're responsible for every month sending out payment. I don't never have to do that. Share Sharesale does that for me. If you're in the United States, you are, you have you're responsible for doing the tax paperwork. So right. you have to collect W9s, you have to issue 1099s. That's that's too much headache, like H- you know.
1: How much are you paying for for share sale for, for you
0: know? um, share Sale They take a percentage of the cut that you give to an affiliate. So and your rate you can negotiate.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. So more volume means less Absolutely. charges. Absolutely. Great. All uh, right. So let's come back to your products. Mm-hmm. And I want to get into your uh, ideology of how do you decide when to buy a product? Because one of the coolest thing which I've seen you doing, instead of like building a product from scratch, at times you buy out the company. The latest one, I think Google Analytics by Yoast. Yeah,
0: that's correct.
1: And you created Monster Insight. What's your ideology on that?
0: And um, so... Our users, you know, we do an annual survey, uh, WP Beginner Census, and we ask people all sort of questions. And one of the questions is, if you could have us build one product, what it, would it be? Or if you have a problem in your business, what you know, what can we do to solve it? And a lot of people mention analytics. Now, with analytics, it's, it's a business all about traction. Yet, starting a new plugin in a space which was already so crowded with you know millions of installs, uh, it was quite challenging. And at the same time, I was fortunate enough that uh, Yoast approached me about selling his plugin, so it just happened to work out that, yeah. you know, we were able to buy a plugin that had 1.7 million active websites using it. Wow, that's Right, a- which, which is amazing, imagine if I started from zero, how long would it take us to yeah. get to 1.7 million? Oh, Years, so paying that premium to get a head start over everybody, like this is the most popular Google Analytics plugin for WordPress in the world, I right? Do. So that money is, is, is the money you're paying up front. Now, some people are like well oh you can build it yourself of course but you're going to spend money on it right if you're buying facebook ads or anything you're spending money there you're like well no i can do all organically well you're spending time which is money you're hiring people to do the articles or doing all sort of stuff that's money right so i was just able to buy leverage right there
1: right so okay and i think like this question is going to help a lot of bloggers because uh, one thing which I've seen you doing, and which is very smart, personally, which I—that's what I feel—that you partner with people. Like, you know, let's say you are good, you are great with marketing. You are a developer as well, mm-hmm. but then you partner with, like, let's say, a lead developer mm-hmm. to build a product. Absolutely. How do you decide on the partnership term? Number mm-hmm. one, how—I mean, of course, it's a—it's a tough call when yep. you can have the complete ownership, yeah. and when you have to give the ownership. Yes. How do you decide, and what are the terms that one should take care of when building such partnership?
0: Partnerships are kind of tricky. and That's number one, right? Most partnerships end up going sour at one point or another. So you have to be very, very um, conscious and careful when you're choosing a partner. If you're very selfish, you want 100% of everything. Right. But I would rather own, you know, 60% of a much bigger pie than 100% of a smaller pie. Right. So that's that's very important, you know, in thinking about it because partnering with somebody else who has a strength, knowing your strength, right? I can write code but I'm not the best developer in the world, right? But I know I'm really damn good at marketing. So I partnered with somebody who can market, but they're really, really good at a developer. Um, and making the, our skills complement each other and creating a product, that's the way to go about it. Um, and that's what we did, like, you know, myself and Thomas Griffin, um, who's my co-founder and CTO, that's how we built in Monster. Um, Gui, Navara, and now with WB Forms, I have uh, my partner, Jared Atchison, um, and then uh, with Monster Insights, I have um, Chris Kristoff.
1: So. Right. So uh, what you're saying is partner with somebody who complement your skills. Absolutely. And if it's your brainchild, if it's your idea, so of course give the bigger pie. Yeah. I mean, of course that. Te- that yeah,
0: that you have to negotiate that. Right. But more importantly, you know, think about partnership as as dating. You don't go to a bar and find a girl and say, Will you marry me right now." Okay. So in in partnership, I want to give you a little background about this. That Thomas and I didn't just meet up one day and say, "Let's partner." Thomas and I first met in uh, end of 2011. Okay. So we've known each other for a good year and a half plus, because we didn't launch Optin Monster until September of 2013. So I got to know him. I got to chat with him. We even did a side project before we went into a formal business partnership. So Floating Social Bar was a piece of code that I wrote for WP Beginner, and I worked with Thomas to make that come to life um, for the larger audience. So we did a side project. I want that to be very important. Don't just rush into a partnership, get to know the person you're going to partner with. Also. I
1: remember one of my mentors told me like getting into partnership is like getting into a wedding
0: Absolutely, and
1: it's as bad as a divorce if you're getting out of <laughs> exactly.
0: it. Exactly, um, And same thing with my partner with Jared Atchison in WB Forms. Um, I have known Jared since like 2010, on and off, and then we got closer in 2015 I think, and then we launched in 2016. So I've known him for a long time, hung out with him, tons of parties, events, and then Finally decided that you know it was time I even invited him to um, to a vacation with me in a house got to know him his wife and everybody before we decided to make official partnership
1: right so one last question about partnership Mm -hmm. because I think like people are getting a lot of value out of it yes what should be the exit strategy because of course with the wedding you know like it's easy an exit strategy is there yes Uh, what about the getting into partnership like this what should be the exit strategy if somebody is actually following Your advice I'm Mm -hmm. getting into.
0: So you have to know what your personal goals are, Um, right? When we were starting out Master, we knew that we didn't want to go down the VC route, right? We knew that we were were trying to build a business that is profitable, um, but not growth for the growth sake, but growth because we are creating immense value. You have to have the same personal, personal life goals. You also have to talk about the hard thing about exit strategy. If somebody give us a number right now, will we sell? And this is something we discuss every year um, in our meetings, sometimes twice a year, because you know, we're growing so fast, that number changes, but we talk about this, hey, if if somebody gives us a number, will we sell? And the answer is, we have to be on the same page on that. We've gotten tons of offers um, from venture capital interest to private equity. Um, So this is something we talk about all the time. So, I mean, nothing lasts forever, so you have to build it to either sell or grow it really, really big. We're in the phase of making it really, really big.
1: All right, Sad, and it's the last question, uh-huh. and this is for the bloggers because I believe two thousand seventeen and eighteen is going to be a year when you have to definitely build your own products, mm-hmm. right? So, what is the one thing that you will tell to bloggers who are starting out or who are already there, how to scale up their career as a blogger? What should be the right strategy?
0: Number one, really, really know your audience and see what problems you're solving. Don't just create a product because. You you know you know how you can create an ebook because the other guy created an ebook, right? Don't create that product because you don't know that very well. First, figure out a problem, then solve it. Whether it's being a form of an ebook, whether it be in a form of a membership website, whether it be in a form of a WordPress plugin, Shopify application, whatever it is, if your product does not solve a you know problem for your users, it's not going to succeed. So if you're trying to scale up your strategy, that's the best way to do it
1: right so get into the real business don't take it lightly and thank you sir. that i think that was awesome and thank you very much Harsh. and don't forget to like and share
0: Thanks for listening to the Shout Me Loud podcast with your host, Harsh Agrual. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to stay updated with the latest blogging techniques. For more information about Harsh and this awesome podcast, head over to www.shoutmeloud.com.